Hello there. My name is Maddox and I'm a Cub Scout. I'm here to talk to you today about becoming a Cub Scout like me. Cub Scouts get badges for doing fun activities and we make friends. Scouts go camping, climbing, fishing, and swimming together. We have fun. We play sports and go to parades. Scouts also help people and become the very best versions of themselves. Visit BeASCout.org and you'll be able to find a pack near you, get your questions answered, and sign up online. The rustle of leaves through the wind. The hoot of an owl. Crickets. The crackle of a well-built campfire. The sounds of nature surround us all. If we can just find it through the noise of everyday life. If you follow the Scout Trail, it'll lead you to nature, to real life skills, leadership, and much more for the youth of our great nation. Welcome to Scout On Chattanooga, a podcast designed to encourage and embrace youth leadership right here in our area. Now, from the scenic city, here's Sean Whitfield, Jared Pickens, and Cubmaster Kyle. Hello and welcome to another edition of Scout on Chattanooga. I am Sean Whitfield. Joining me is CEO of Boy Scouts of America, Cherokee Area Council, Jared Pickens, and Cubmaster Kyle. Good afternoon, gentlemen. I, y'all, I have to say, I think I've actually lost five pounds today just from all the sweat because it's <laughs> so hot outside this week. And hello to you too, Kyle. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I was excited I've that, lost that's so much whole, weight. but That's I, a whole lot of sweat. <laughs> probably dehydrated a little bit. Oh my goodness. <laughs> see, I just thought that he was going to bring up, like, I, you know, I see the look on his face, Sean, right? And I'm like, oh man, he's a, he really wants to beat me to the howdy today. And then he just says, I'm sweaty. I'm sweaty. <laughs> it's hot outside. Now, I, I, but Kyle sort of sweats year round. Well, so do I, Sean. Yeah. Because there's there's been times I've noticed uh, it can be like 40 degrees outside, and he's wearing shorts. And you can say, why are you wearing shorts? Oh, I, I get hot. I, 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 I this is one way I stay cool. I love it. We have one um, scoutmaster as a part of our council, and he wears shorts twenty four seven. So, like, it'll be thirty two degrees up at Skymont, and he'll be in shorts and like a super thick Carhartt jacket. I'm like, is that really doing any good with those exposed legs? That, that may be part of his style. <laughs> Maybe so. His style and in profile. Oh. So, uh, gentlemen, how have you guys been? It's been a Pretty month good. since good. Uh, we were together. Yep. Everything going well in Skymont? Yep. Just yet? <laughs> it's been busy. Isn't, isn't been this busy. the time of the year when Skymont's rocking? This is, well, I mean, the summer is really when it's rocking. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, special thanks to all our listeners who tuned in for our live at Skymont Scout Reservation mm-hmm. podcast. Thank you, Kyle, for setting that up. And uh, there's a wonderful picture of, of me that is going around uh the rounds and i explicitly told sarah thurston kyle not to use it she goes, but it's such a great picture yeah I was like, okay fine that's wonderful i think you're just all making fun of me but i guess i'll be the butt of the jokes again that's cool so uh but yeah that Sean, comes with the title yeah, yeah you know we we did however we we really missed out you know i mean it's amazing you have almost 1200 people at camp but when one person is missing it really does yeah. you know it makes a difference and we had one really important person missing this year who came last year and I don't know what we could do to bring him back, uh, Kyle. 
Well, maybe if we buy him some shorts. <laughs> don't. I, I, I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Sean, I just do, want to... Do y'all <laughs> offer any sweets at uh, Skymont? We do have uh, Reese's and Slush Puppies. So. <laughs> Those Slush Puppies are good. You got one, didn't you? I did. Year? Yeah. I did. I remember. That, that was one of the highlights of the day for me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Sean, I just want you to know as well, my wife, Ashley, um, she texted me one day recently... And she said, oh, my goodness, that's Sean? Because she <laughs> saw the picture. Oh. And I said, yes, Sean is a real person. Yeah. And she goes, no, not like that. Like, I guess I've just never seen y'all in the studio. Because I guess uh-huh. Kyle or, or Tom Benson had taken that picture, you mm-hmm. know, and we, yeah. we shared it. So anyway, so it was kind of cool. I said, yeah, Sean, he's cool, man. Well, maybe we can come, become Facebook friends. You know, it's crazy, though. She said, she said, well, is he wearing shorts under that table? But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> she, didn't, uh, she, didn't, she didn't say that. But she's going to like that I brought that up. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> hey, I just got back from the beach. I can send you some photos from the beach. No, I, don't, I don't need those kind of shorts no, pictures, okay? okay? I don't need... That might bring up a whole you know, other be, level be of Be careful what you ask for yeah. or what you wish for. <laughs> uh, for real, though, Sean. We, we did miss you at our live from Skymont uh, recording, and we talked about it several times while we were there, right, Kyle? So, well, that's yep. good. I mean, we only I, made I, fun of you like twice. It, I think it's so. it's nice nice to be missed and only be made of twice in an hour podcast. <laughs> you know, I feel pretty privileged. <laughs> you know, well, so hey, it's all good. So I got to bring it up. Our what's up last month when we had Tom on with us? You know, mm-hmm. you brought up the hamburgers, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I forgot about Sarah. That. Um, one of our listeners named Sarah actually reached out and was talking to me about how she was trying to um, compare different hamburgers and cheeseburgers now and how she, ever since listening to that podcast a couple weeks ago, she has been craving hamburgers nonstop, thanks to you. So, Well, good. I, it sounds like... Uh, Sean's I, I like was, the hamburger. I was a benefit to the, I was a benefit to the uh, restaurant industry. Uh-huh. Yes, you were. So, well, speaking of uh, what's up, Kyle, what's up with you? Um, you know, it's it, I have a lot going on right now. Um, with different facets, but the thing that I'm really most excited about is Wood Badge, and Wood Badge kicks off literally as this podcast is coming on out. So, I'm super excited to get you know to learn more leadership techniques and to see some of the tradition behind it. You know that you don't get to see from the other side. So, for people like me that are listening, define a, what Wood Badge is. Well, Wood Badge is essentially adult leadership training. It's almost like a corporate leadership course that's put on by scouts. Uh, it's put on by um, adult volunteers. But when you go in there, you actually act as a scout while you're taking your training. So you start as a Cub Scout and eventually become a Scouts BSA troop member. And you're a member of Troop 1 of Gilwell, which Gilwell is where Wood Badge first took place with uh, Lord Baden-Powell. So... It's a place name. It's a place name. Yeah. So every everywhere that you take Wood Badge becomes Gilwell while you're there. So Skymont would be Gilwell while it, we're doing. Is there badge. many in the Cherokee Area Council that have this uh, elite status of Wood Badge? There's a lot. Yeah. It's it's kind of like a um, uh, proving ground for adult leaders. Like. Uh, everybody is proud of their critter because you get put in different patrols, just like you're in a Scouts BSA um, troop. So everybody has a different patrol that you're put into, and you're very proud of your patrol. Uh, Jared, what was your patrol? Hootie hoot. 
You were a hoot owl. I was a hoot owl. There I am. Go. I am. You still. are a hoot owl. And and if you are lucky enough to be one, then you will be as well. You know, but I've tried getting it out of them what I'm getting, but they would not tell <laughs> yeah. me yet. So. so, so, so Kyle, or, I mean Sean, rather. So, what you need to understand about this and why Kyle's going to smile very largely when I bring this topic up is. Um, when scout leaders really thoroughly understand wood badge, they get really stressed out about one thing, and that is that they're assigned a patrol, and the patrol has this critter associated with foxes and mm-hmm. beavers and buffaloes and antelopes and all this. And, and so it, it's kind of nerve-wracking for people like Kyle because they're like, you know, what is my animal going to be? Mm-hmm. Is my, am I going to be as cool as, as Jared and be an owl, or am I going to be not cool and be anything else? So I'm just generating uh, a lot of uh, discussion among the. I could be the right elusive now. antelope. You could probably not this. Well, maybe I don't know. I, don't know. I haven't seen the final numbers yet to yeah. see how many. Hmm. But sounds good. Yeah. It sounds like it's the few, the proud, the wood. I'm the wood, the wood badgers. Yeah. <laughs> No, I'm super excited for that. That's number one. But then also, you know, we're in moon pie season. We're in fall recruitment season kicking up right now. Um, Units are having joining nights all over the place. Seems like every night over the next month, month and a half, there's a joining night somewhere else in the Chattanooga area. And then also, you know, I'm the camp director of Cub Scout Camping up at Skymont. And we have our coven partner coming up the last two weekends in October. And I'm super excited about that and getting to try some new things that we're going to be doing up there and having yours truly as a a pack unit leader coming and not our scout don't, executive. Don't don't blow my cover here, hmm. Kyle. Don't so you got to spend cover. the whole weekend with Jared. He will be he will be staying in a campsite. Gosh. I will be staying in a cabin. Bunk mates. Bunk mates. <laughs> Wait, is that YPT approved? <laughs> well, sure. We're both adults. I mean, goodness, that's funny. Is YPT uh, approved? Huh. Interesting. Yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah. So, you should come up for Cub Scout camping at Skymont, Sean. <laughs> uh, That's a whole different take. Do y'all stream that? No. no. <laughs> you don't stream the outdoors, yeah. Sean. What hey, kind of crap it, is that? In, t- in today's time, you never stream, know where no, streaming no. going on. But the only stream, stream you're going to get is a little babbling brook or something like that uh, gotcha. you know, yeah. through the property. Gotcha. There's yeah. no... No internet streaming. Well, except Come for, on. for Sean, he'll be getting a stream of regrets for not attending. <laughs> <laughs> and if your unit doesn't come, you'll have that as well. And this comedy segment of uh, Scout on Chattanooga is brought to you by Jared. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jared, what, what is up with you, sir? All right, so I, got a, I actually got a good story this week that's kind of funny. I, I don't know. Maybe it's not funny. It could just not be funny. But I'm going to say it anyway because it is on my mind. Because it happened recently, and you know it's back to school time, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, you know Kyle's got uh, kids going to school. My son Theodore's going back to school. A lot of changes, you know. He's in first grade, and uh, we had a special service at church on Sunday, because normally at church, the the kids are in the service for a little bit, and then they go back mm-hmm. and they they do like little kid stuff, you know, with with this nursery, right? They go, they go. To <laughs> That's good stuff. He's six. You know, it's hard for him to sit through the service. So anyway, uh, but this Sunday, they did like a blessing of the backpacks for kids that were going back to school. It was really nice. And they wanted mm-hmm. the kids to all stay in the service. So they did. And um, Theodore is not. I mean, he's a very talkative and, and engaging and, and active young person. However, 
he is a little intimidated in groups and stuff like that. And so um, they have this little area down at the front where the kids can sit in the floor on pillows and they have little church games and things they can do. And uh, it's kind of a nice welcoming space for them. So he's sitting up there with the kids and we get to prayer time. And I don't know how it is in y'all's churches or the listeners' churches, but uh, our church is small enough. They, you know, people in the um, in the congregation will raise a hand and offer a, you know, hey, I'd like to request prayer or praise or whatever for mm-hmm. this thing. And uh, so we're going through this, and all the adults are doing it. And um, I see a hand raised from the front, and it's Theodore. Oh, wow! Raising his hand. Okay. And I'm like, oh crap! <laughs> right? I'm thinking, oh my gosh, <laughs> what is my he about kid, to do? what is he about to out us for? Uh-huh. What is what is going on? Right? You know, Sean, you understand this. You've had kids mm-hmm. before, right? At first, I still time. do. Yeah, well, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> this comedy portion brought to you by Sean. So, so anyway, um, I'm kind of like concerned because I'm like, man, what is he going to say? Is it going to be, you know, embarrassing mm-hmm. uh, or what? And uh, so he had his hand raised, and the, the minister kind of selected some other adults first, just to you know, you could tell they were trying to make sure that uh, this was a real hand raise, right? Yeah. This wasn't, and, and he kind of puts his hand up with his you know holds it up with the other and i'm like oh no he's really got something he wants to say. he's committed so so he you know the minister calls on him and you know yes theodore and he says i'd like to pray for the tree the tree at school that got blown down and now a crane is going to have to come get it oh and i was like that is just a really kind of a sweet thing to say yes uh-huh. This tree has blown down that covers their playground at school mm-hmm. in the storms we had recently. And it, I guess he just really likes that tree. And mm. he wanted to pray for that wow. tree. So we all prayed for the tree. I thought you were going to say he wanted to pray for the tr- tree in Maui. <laughs> well, it could be. Yeah. You know, the I, tree that was in the media. The is huge like tree, right. Yeah. Well, this this tree at his school is 127 years old, they, they estimated. Oh, wow. But it, it broke a limb, like a big limb, and they just can't, you know, you can't fix it a tree like that it's just going to die anyway so they got to take it down so hmm. he's really disappointed or uh, really disappointed about that tree but i thought that was really neat yeah. and uh kyle will probably appreciate this you know it's kind of neat to see your kid growing and doing things that you wouldn't expect that they would do you know mm-hmm. i wouldn't expect him to raise his hand never i never talked to him about raising hand, any of that stuff and raise his hand and, and pray for the tree so yeah. There you go. All right. That's, that's your what's sweet. up for That's the week. my what's up. Kyle's always getting on to me. He wants me to share personal stories. So there you go. That's one that was time. sweet. <laughs> there you go, Kyle. What's well, up you, Sean? Well, guys, I'm going to have to save my what's up for the end of the podcast because we have got to get to the hotline after this break and bring on our guest today, Coach Rusty White. He's the head football coach for the University of Tennessee Chattanooga, the Chattanooga Mocs. Football season is about to get started, and we're going to hear from Coach right here in just a moment we've got that and more as we continue for scout on chattanooga for kyle jared i'm sean whitfield stay with us we'll be back with more this is scout on chattanooga the podcast there are lots of ways to be a kid my way is to take a road that's not easy so it's a good thing i'm an adventurer that's why i'm going to be a cub scout because scouting will guide me to really big things It will teach me to navigate the woods with confidence and to navigate the world with confidence, too. Scouting will show me a kid who is brave, trustworthy, loyal, and kind. A kid who is always prepared. A kid who is me. So scout me in. 
For more than 100 years, the Order of the Arrow has recognized scouts and scout leaders who best exemplify the scout oath and law in their daily lives. Arrow men are known for maintaining camping traditions and spirit and for providing cheerful service to others. OA service, activities, adventures, and training for youth and adults are models of quality leadership, development, and programming that enrich and help to extend scouting to America's youth. For more info on the OA and scouting in our area, Area, visit CherokeeAreaBSA.com. Now back to Scout on Chattanooga. As we continue Scout on Chattanooga, I am Sean Whitfield along with Jared, Jared Pickens and Cubmaster Kyle. And it is my pleasure to go to the hotline and bring on our guest today. And that is none other than the coach, head coach for the University of Chatt- Tennessee at Chattanooga, the Chattanooga Mocks, Coach Rusty Wright. Hello, Coach Wright. Hey guys, how y'all doing today? Well, we are doing great, and I can only imagine that this has got to be uh, your busiest time of the year because you are getting ready for football season and getting your your team uh, ready to get out on the gridiron, and we're all hoping for an exciting uh, season of a lot of wins here in Chattanooga. But before we dive into what's going on on the football field, Let's start off and, and tell everybody about uh, a little bit about yourself. I understand that you graduated from UTC. Is that correct? That is. I uh, I graduated uh, from here in '95. Came to here in '91 uh, from a little old place in between Augusta, Georgia, and Aiken, South Carolina. A little four way stop, and uh, came up here in '91. Went to school and graduated '95, '96. Um, you know, and then started coaching as soon as I got done. Been all over the southeast in the Midwest and um came back I was here and uh came back in two thousand thirteen and was here for four years and then left for a couple of years and came back and took the head job in uh December of two thousand eighteen and my first year back coaching here was two thousand nineteen. So been back since two thousand nineteen and uh my wife's a grad, my wife's a Chattanooga grad. Uh, she played volleyball here, so uh, we're connected. You know, a lot of way, a lot of different ways through the university, and uh, just excited about being back. So, just besides your connection with the university, and obviously having a job there, what uh, what kind of brings you to Chattanooga? Like, is this is this one of your favorite cities around? <laughs> well, it's a good place to live. There's no question about that. It's um, it's a good place to raise a family. You know, um, it's growing now a lot more than it was you know 15 20 years ago uh, but it's big enough but not too big um that was always our big deal is we've lived in indianapolis and greenville and close to charlotte and some other places and uh you know i'm i'm an old school southern guy I like small town and slow a little more than than everybody else does but uh that's the one unique thing about chattanooga is i think it's pretty cool is you can go out to eat dinner at your favorite restaurant and you may see somebody you know one week, and then the next week you may not see anybody you know. And um, that's you know what we kind of like about it. And uh, you know it's it's home now. I mean, I've probably spent just as much time here as I have anywhere else in the total number of years, and uh, it's just a good place. I noticed in your resume you began your coaching career with the Chattanooga Mocs in 1996 as an assistant coach, and was here through '02, and then you went on to Butler. Uh, mm-hmm. is, is Butler? Where exactly is that located? That's in Indianapolis, Indianapolis, Indiana. So uh, we were there for a season. Uh, I was at Miami of Ohio, over in Oxford, Ohio. 
then just, you know, bouncing around till yeah, it's what you do. It's what you do as a college football coach. You kind of yeah. take jobs and figure it out. And you better have a good wife, and, and I do. <laughs> uh, so, you know, that's, that's the thing. She's got a special place, I promise you. When the good Lord calls us all home, she's got a special place there. So, uh, you know, but it, we've, we've had some adventures. We've been all over this country playing college football and, and uh, wouldn't trade it for a minute. I don't think uh, my wife or daughter would tell you either one they would trade it for a minute. They'd probably like a little more settled times at times, but, uh, you know, we, we, we've had a good time doing it. Well, when you left Chattanooga, was it a goal to be back someday? Was this like, is this like maybe one of the highlights of your career to be back at your uh, college and serving as head coach? Well, I mean, you always have goals. Um, I didn't, you know, at that time, that was not, you know, on the radar. I was just trying to figure out my way in coaching and figuring out, you know, what I wanted to be, how I wanted to go about doing it. And uh was fortunate enough to work for some good people and come across some good people along the way. And then, you know, the older I got, you know, it was uh thinking like, hey, let's, you know, if you get the opportunity, you know, take it. I interviewed for a couple of head coaching jobs along the way at some other places, but, uh you know, opportunity arose here for me to come back and be the head coach, and it's one I don't take I don't take very lightly. I take I take everything to heart, and I try to make these you know these young people as good good representatives of our university as we can, and um, means a lot. And you know, I'm trying to get it back to where we've had it, and, and see if we can stay there and, and see what it looks like. So, growing up, you know, when did you decide really um, that you <laughs> wanted to coach um, ball? Yeah, you know, it was uh, it was kind of crazy because, like, when I was a little fella and you're playing rec ball, rec, rec league football and all that, I thought, you know, that'd be pretty cool. And then I got into middle school and I watched how those coaches interacted with us and, and uh, you know, thought, man, this would be so neat to come back and do something like this. And then when I got into high school, uh, I had a really good high school experience. I mean, we won a lot of football games, won a state championship, did those kind of things. And, you know, I thought, man, that'd be really neat to coach high school football and that. And when I got to college, I just kept thinking, you know, I was going to go back home and coach high school ball and had that had the opportunity to, uh, you know, get started here, and, and it just kind of stuck. And, uh, you know, I've enjoyed it ever since. Uh, there's been good days and bad days, of course, just like anybody has uh, in whatever they do. But, um, you know, I get to be around young people every day. You know, you get to watch a – you know, a college freshman come in, a guy 18 years old, and they watch him graduate, and sometimes they graduate as grown men, you know, and, and uh, that's what's neat about it. And then, you know, 10, 12 years later, you get a text message or a phone call, and they're talking about having their first child. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it's those are things that, uh, you know, I don't build buildings. I don't, you know, run numbers or anything like that. I deal with people all day, and I wouldn't trade it for the world. Well, you know, scouting is a lot – like ball like football or any team sports really and that we're trying to build leaders and future leaders you know if there's one piece of advice that you can give that scout or scouter about how to become a better leader um what would that one piece of advice be from you you have to be yourself um you you can't try and be your buddy you can't try and be somebody on tv or tiktok or whatever it may be you got to be yourself and um you know, that's a hard thing for young people nowadays. They're always not securing themselves, um, you know, always worried about what someone else thinks. But you have to be yourself. And if you're doing things right day in and day out, be yourself and hold others accountable to to, 
to those things. And uh, this world would be a whole lot better off if we have some folks who can do that. So, Coach, um, you know, in scouting, we rely on here just locally almost 1,200 uh, adult leaders. And mm-hmm. one of their primary roles is to help develop leadership within the youth mm-hmm. that they serve. Just interested as to what advice or best practices you could share to some of our volunteer leaders of how you develop your on-the-field leaders for the team. Well, we spend a lot of time in the offseason uh, making these guys rely on each other, whether it's uh, being on time for a certain activity together as a group. Um, and we break them down even further than that. We let them pick each other. We, we, we put them into pods or groups and – and they have to do a certain number of things together, you know, to, to get things done to and, and work together to get those things done. That's that's the biggest thing is I think, uh, you know, nowadays everybody's looking at cell phones instead of talking and communicating with each other. And we, we make sure these guys, you know, have to figure out a way to communicate each other to make sure guys are on time somewhere. If they're on, you know, if they have a certain number of guys there before another group has them there, they get a certain number of points. And we do a competition throughout the off season, you know, leading up to the end of the school year. So we try to put them in situations where they have to rely on each other as much as possible. And uh, that that helps the team. That helps that little group, but it helps your team overall. It, it helps them understand, you know, that they are because of how everyone is and that's that's kind of been our deal is, you know this year is we are because i am and um that's that's kind of been our little saying saying this year but i think you know if you go back and you just look at ways to make them rely upon each other to get a task or or an assignment or or a, an activity done where they have where everybody has to work together to get it done or it doesn't get done and there's consequences for when it doesn't get done. You know, that's I think nowadays that's kind of how you have to go about doing it. You have to reward them for it when they do get it done. That's the other part nowadays. You have to figure out a way to reward them. And um, that's kind of how we've just started doing things here in the last year or two. Coach Wright, I, I know one of the toughest, or I'm assuming one of the toughest parts of your job is competing against all these other colleges with recruitment encouraging these these young men to want to go to Chattanooga uh, to come here instead of going somewhere else. Would you say that that's one of the toughest parts of your job? Would that be a fair assessment? Yeah, and it's, you know, and it's because things have changed uh, in our profession in the last two or three years uh, with outside influences more so than what you have internally. Um, but yeah, it has because things are uh, a little more ready available to guys they can look at a, you know back in the day you kind of went to school or went to college where you know in your area whether it was in the southeast or your home state or whatever well now with the internet and everything online or or you know through twitter or x whatever they're calling it uh you can see all these places that are out in montana or new york or michigan or southern part of florida and you can take virtual visits and do those kind of things. So it's easier to sell other places now. So, but yeah, recruiting is, it's what we do every day. Um, even after they get here, we have to continue to do it. You have to continue to recruit your own players sometimes, which is even tougher. Uh, you know, and you have to just try and hopefully make it the best experience they can have. And end of the day, that's what you have to sell them on. Uh, we want guys that want to be here 
Um, if they don't want to be here, I wish them the best of luck. And just hope I don't have to play against them. You know, <laughs> the biggest, the biggest thing. well, coach, you know, uh, but it, it happens. Coach, I uh, I think that's a very interesting comment about recruiting. I know you're about to hit your on the on the field uh, time for scouting. This is our recruitment season because it's back to school, sure. um, and sure. you know a lot of the kids we recruit are on the younger side. You know, first, second, third, fourth grade, and they're going to move up. Um, you know, we start mm-hmm. them kind of like you. I mean, you got you know you're working on freshmen and working them up. But just curious if you have any just general tips on uh, recruiting young people to join a cause. Well, you know, you got to find your niche and whatever that is. Um, it's, I feel for you because it's harder nowadays. I think, um, you know, back in the day we used to talk about responsibilities and, and you know, those things we, we had to go and get done. And now, you know, young people kind of want, you know, what are you going to do for me? You know, what, what, what do I get out of it in, instead of those things? But, uh, you know, the biggest thing is you guys find your niche, you find your niche of, you know, young people that you can target to, to do that and, and be that way. Um, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the guys we recruit, their, their dads played. So I'm sure it comes down to a lot of the guys you have, their scouts, their dads might have been scouts or their grandfathers. But, uh, you know, trying to keep it as cool and, and, and as up to date as you can, as you can doesn't hurt. Mm. Um, I have a hard time with that. You know, we play music out at practice, and it's not my kind of music, I promise you. But it's, what they, <laughs> it's what they want to listen to and, and uh, you know, kind of gets, that, gets the monotony of just every day in, day out of being out there and those kind of things. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's hard, guys. I, I feel where you're coming from. Um, you know, uh, football now is probably – it's you, you know, we don't have a lot of – high school, middle school kids playing football now as they used to back in the day. So it's getting mm-hmm. tougher and tougher for all of us and everything we're doing. And um, But, I, you know, that's the thing. you got to find your niche. you got to find your market. And you just got to wear it out and, and try and oversaturate it to help yourself out. Uh, Coach, before we have to let you know go, I know that we only got a few minutes left with you. Uh, I wanted to ask – do you uh, did you have any scouting experience as a youth, or did you spend any time outdoors? Yeah, no, I did have a little bit of scouting experience up until I got to about seventh eighth grade, and okay. then I was playing a bunch of different sports, and you know, just the time, just didn't have the time. You know, my both my folks were working, my parents were divorced, so it was kind of hard for me to be consistent with it. Um, I spent a lot of time outdoors. I promise you. Uh, uh-huh. my, I watched my dad and my granddad build the road to build the, to go to the land to build our house. So oh, I spent wow. a lot of time. Uh, you know, so um, that's that's. I lived on a dirt road, guys, until I got married. I never lived in a house on a paved road until I got mm-hmm. married. So, um, you know, and that was fine. That's just the way I grew up, and you got to realize where you come from, and never forget that. But uh, yeah, I love being outside. I love every aspect of what you guys do and stand for. I remember it, you know, when I was a younger guy and, uh, it was a cool deal. I wish, you know, at some, some point in time along the way, I, I thought about, it. I wish I would have stuck with it and seen, seen what it was truly like all the way through. Uh, we've had Eagle scouts on our football team at some point in time. I know, I know at least once in the last, and when I was here in 13 through 16, I know we had one young man that was, and I'm not sure if we don't have one now. So, um, you know, it's it's a pretty cool deal, and appreciate what you guys do trying to help these young people out and lead them in the right direction because we got to have them. Yeah. We do. We got to have them, and uh, this world needs them now more than ever. Yeah. Well, I think I think coach it 
And I, I tell this to everyone else in the community that works nonprofit sports. You know, there's so many kids out there that don't do anything. I think we've all just got to do a better job so that we can, like you said, oversaturate that market because I, I think all of us want kids to do as many things as they can. And we know there's a lot of kids that just aren't doing much at all and, and maybe not anything that's productive. And so thank you for the work that you do in, in collegiate athletics. And, and I know that boils down. You guys do a lot of great work with the local teams here and youth associations. And so thank you for all that too. Well, we try, you know, we try to be a part of this community as much as possible and, and, uh, our guys enjoy it. I mean, we really do. We've got a really good group of young men and, uh, they enjoy being out in this community and, and being recognized, but also just being around, you know, and, and being visible and, and showing young people what you can achieve. I've got a lot of, I got a lot of first time college students, man. Every year I have a lot of guys that are, you know, first generation college students. And, uh, I was a first generation college student. So, um, it can be done. You know, all these things can be done. And, um, you know, I just hope young people's when, when things get hard, I hope they just stick with it and keep trying to figure out a way to get better. So, Coach, what side of the ball should we be excited about this year? You know, I hope both of them. When it's all <laughs> uh, you know, like I said, we have a good group of young men. They've worked really hard since January. Um, we got a little more work to do before we play on the second, but I'm, I'm excited about what this group brings. Uh, I think they're going to be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, they're not scared, not scared to hit you, um, which has been cool to see. Um, you know, and I, I think we can run a little bit better than we have in the past. So um, we got a chance. They're going to give us an opportunity to go have a good football team. So I'm, I'm excited for them. What about one or two games we should be on the lookout for, ones you're really looking forward to? Uh, you know, we open up at home with Kennesaw State, who's actually making the move to uh, the FBS division. They're, they've got probably, you know, 10 more scholarships this year than they typically have. Um, we play Kennesaw State at home, and then I think uh, Western Carolina, we play for homecoming, is going to be a good game as well. So, um, you know, those those two are coming up here pretty quick, and uh, they're going to be tough outs. We're going to we're going to have to work our tails off to be really good and get ready. But uh, those those are two good football teams. I'm looking forward to playing. Very cool. We hope that uh, we get to see a few scouts up there in the uh, in the stands. And I'm not talking about scouts trying to steal your players. I'm talking about <laughs> Cub Scouts. <laughs> Me too, man. Me too. Me too. And, and hey, listen, we got to get you up to Scalmont uh, Scout Reservation and make you a scout for a day too, and we'll uh, we'll show I'd you love around. To do that. I would. I'd love to see that and, and do that one time. I think that would be pretty cool. There may even be uh, some future football players uh, at that camp as well. Know. Yeah, you, right. you, you never know. You never know. Uh, yeah. Coach Wright, in closing, for those out there listening that would like to get more uh, information about uh, Chattanooga football and the schedule, and perhaps there's a young boy out there listening and he has ambitions of wanting to play football someday, where can they go online for more information? You go to uh, gomox.com, and you can find out all information you need from schedules to what we do in the athletic department to tickets to uh, facilities, all that stuff's on our website. Um, you can find out about our football team, about any sport here, and uh, that's the biggest thing. As long as they're doing something, then it'll it'll be okay. But, yeah, gomox.com, they can, come, they can find out about Chattanooga. All right. Any sport. Well, Coach Wright, thank you so much for your time, and we look forward to seeing some Chattanooga football here in the next couple of weeks, and uh, we're excited about the season, and I feel you guys have uh, got it well planned out, and 
we uh, look forward to seeing you on the field. I appreciate it. You know, the motto is be prepared, and we're trying like crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds great. Coach Rusty Wright from the Chattanooga Mocs. We've got a lot more scout on Chattanooga to come. For Jared Pickens, Cubmaster Kyle, I'm Sean Whitfield. Stay with us. We'll be back with more. This is Scout on Chattanooga, the podcast. Teenagers, how adventurous are you? Is it a part of your DNA? Do you have a cool topic that you would like to learn more about? How about learning lifelong skills while bonding with your comrades to make friendships that last a lifetime? Adventure on with Scouts BSA. Go to BSCout.org for more info on this exciting experience. Oh, hello there. My name is Dax, and I'm a Cub Scout. I'm here to talk to you today about becoming a Cub Scout, like me. Cub Scouts get badges for doing fun activities. We make friends. Scouts go camping, climbing, fishing, and swimming together. We have fun. We play sports, go to parades. Scouts also help people and become the best versions of themselves. Visit BeAScout.org to find a pack near you. Now back to Scout on Chattanooga. As we continue Scout on Chattanooga, I'm Sean Whitfield along with Jared Pickens and Cubmaster Kyle. Great conversation with uh, Coach Rusty White. Right, with uh, the Chattanooga Mocs and uh, the football season's uh, just about to get underway. And by the time this podcast is released, it uh, will have gotten underway for sure. All right, uh, it is time for us to continue our What's up? What's we, up? We've already heard what's up with Kyle, even though he's <laughs> wanting to have an encore have, in just have, a hold, moment. Hold, hold on, hold on. You get your encore. I want to know. I want to know, know what's up with Sean. Sean it, bailed on us there. The, had to get the coach. Yeah, we had to be on time. You know, coach being the leader that he is, uh, and you should know this too with scouting, Jared. If you set a time, you must always be early or for sure on time. So I wanted to make sure we were on time for, for coach. Uh, what's up with me? I just got back from a uh, enjoyable vacation in, uh, the, on the beaches of sunny Mexico in uh, the Cancun area. Did the luggage make it and did it make it back? The, it did. Uh, it made it back just fine. Uh, the longest I'd been gone on a vacation in, I think I looked at, figured it up as like eight years. I was gone six nights, seven days. So I took a Kyle Croft vacation. Good for you. Well, where almost. you just take it's, off, you know, a whole solid week. It ain't three weeks yet. So you're, except yeah. I don't get as many. Uh, my frequency of vacations of like Kyle Croft don't come around as often as they do. You don't spend as much That's money. You got to make a bunch of long weekends. That's what it is. You have <laughs> some long weeks and weekends usually, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't you do, what, four or five vacations a year? No. Well, I did this year. <laughs> he did. Well, he, he, he's done that before, but this yeah. year he ran out of money on number two. Yeah. Or well, that's because that's because number three is going to Disney World, so it takes four oh, other vacations man. to pay no for it. He's going to have to just stay no out of the joke. casino. That's the problem there. No that's... joke about the Disney. Man, I booked our restaurants for Disney last <laughs> week. 
Holy cow, how expensive those restaurants well, are got, these days. Well, yeah, if you get the fancy ones, like the... the well, I mean, we didn't do like a on, fancy one on, every hold night. On, hold on, we can't, we can't, we're taking Sean's sorry. WhatsApp. So back sorry. to Sean. I was going to say, my WhatsApp has just been completely railroaded. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. But uh, had a great time at the beach, uh, had beautiful weather the entire time. Uh, the only downside of the weather is... It was so humid, which is mm. to be expected this time of year, that when you got in the pool, you felt like you were getting in a bathtub mm. because the water was so warm. Uh-huh. But, uh, you know, it was it was a good time, and we celebrated our one-year anniversary. You did it. You did it. Made one it year. for one year. She tolerated right. me for the first year. I think my chances are good. I'll see number two. Uh, beyond well, you that, you are seeing number two. It's beyond just, well, that, how much I need two? a lot of prayer. <laughs> you know? I have noticed that in that one year, your facial hair has gotten a little grayer. That There's was a little more pepper. Wait, wait, wait a minute, it, it is all gray. <laughs> so, so, so uh, that's why I don't have it. So, <laughs> I, I got. I just decided to disconnect on shaving while I was on vacation, and here is the result. So, so. For our listening audience, Kyle and I showed up today to see a quite bearded Sean sitting in his uh, mm-hmm. chair of authority, and uh, it looks great. <laughs> it's all white. His chair of authority. I, I, I'm getting ready for uh, his throne. If I'm, you will. I'm getting ready to serve a part-time job this Christmas at the mall, being Santa. <laughs> no, you're not with a gray beard. <laughs> no, you're not. That's ridiculous. <laughs> but uh, they'd be like, "This is the buffest Santa ever." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start. Santa's, Santa's been Santa. going to the gym. Santa yeah. got a Norda track for Christmas a couple years ago. <laughs> Santa's not spent enough time making my toys. He's, he's at the gym. I'm too late. Uh, well, I did turn 55, uh, so I have become officially an old man. Mm-hmm, I was already an old man, but 55 years old, I didn't think I would ever see. I was just thinking uh, if Santa Claus wants like <laughs> cliff bars instead of like protein bars instead of cookies this year. <laughs> hey, I, I, yeah, I do love those Zunta protein bars from Nutrition <laughs> Yeah, they're called Zunta. So what else did you do on 19 your, uh, grams of protein. So, so the, the bathtub, um, the pool's you know, bathtub. I, I started off every day uh, going to the gym. Uh, they have a really nice gym at the resorts. It's the Excellence Resort. It's all-inclusive. They've got uh, 10 restaurants, I believe it is. Mm, wow. And so you can have something different every night if you choose to. They have great entertainment at night. Entertainment is like you would see in one of the big hotels in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the pool area is almost like going to a football field because it's so spread out. It has a lazy river. Uh, so just outstanding accommodations. The ocean was great. Uh, a little heavy on the seaweed, but that's to be expected this yeah. time of year. But just the humidity. But uh, it's a typical August because we were there this time last year. But uh, and Kim had a great time. I'm assuming she did. Yeah. She had a yeah. uh, great time when y'all she were there last year. That's when you forgot the wedding ring in the room, right? That is correct. <laughs> I uh, did leave the wedding ring back in the room <laughs> while we were in the middle of our ceremony on the beach, <laughs> and uh, it hit me that I had to that's sort of put things story. on pause. Yeah, that's, that's like, <laughs> so I was thinking about that story the other day, Kyle. And then and then I was thinking about the the luggage story, the Atlanta. Uh, yeah, Atlanta I, I, thing. I have plenty of embarrassing moments, <laughs> but I, I didn't have one f- from this trip. Good so for you, man. That's it, great. It was all good. Well, tell Kim I said congratulations. I will. So, 
you know, I will, I will pass that along. All so, right, our encore edition of uh, Cowboy Kyle's What's Up? Well, <laughs> you have all these embarrassing stories, and I have a new embarrassing story. Um, so we have cats. Okay. Now, and, like how a, many? It sounds like we a problem. Have, like you're like we have cats. Well, it'd be a problem just to have one. In we mind. have I agree. four cats. Gosh, that's four headaches. And we have a doggy door. <laughs> it's oh, like I arist- love our cats. It's like the like but, aristocrats or yeah. something over there. Four cats. Yeah, man. But, the cats. Are they indoor cats? They're indoor outdoor. See, we have a doggy door, so they go in and out whenever <laughs> they want to. Right. That means there's cat hair all over <laughs> your house. Yep. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I am in Sean. I wish everyone could just see Sean's face. Sean's face right now. Golly. So good. All right, so Let me right. finish my story okay. now. Sorry, Come on. Sorry. So we're, uh, <laughs> we're in our office splash little den kind of area that we have that, you know, like my little microphone studio and stuff is set up at home and we hear this chirping noise coming from the kitchen. And we thought that they had gotten a bird and brought it in the house. They had done that before, and the birds are fairly easy to catch and let go, right? I mean, as long as they're dead already. No, we've had plenty of live ones in the house, too. But <laughs> <laughs> it's a jungle. So Any rats? No. Okay. So anyways, we go in there to see that it's not a bird. It is a baby squirrel. Oh, no. Has been captured by one of our cats and brought into the house as a present to mommy and daddy. <laughs> so, this squirrel. He looked proud of that present, didn't he? Like, <laughs> this squirrel gets behind our fridge, and we have a pretty big fridge. Like, it is not easy to move out of its little hole. Okay? So. You mean out of the squirrel home? Yeah. Yeah. So we've even got like a metal bent hanger trying to fish this thing to run out so we can get it out the door. The whole time while our dog is locked out back, like we closed up the doggy door so he couldn't come inside. Right. So we get this, we get the fridge pulled out and the squirrel is starting to move around the kitchen. Okay. Well, my wife has gloves on to catch said squirrel. Okay. Cause she's faster than I am. Obviously, if you've ever met me. <laughs> and it starts running my way. Well, when it runs my way, I yell at it and shake my hands. You yell, you, you <laughs> and it laughed at you. <laughs> well, <laughs> so it jumped at, like it lunged at me, but changed course real quick to run back towards her. How big is this thing? Well, it's a baby squirrel, like no more than that, and that's including the tail. Hold, hold that's on, pretty big. Hold on, you're holding up your hands, and that's like a the size of a foot no like i'm counting the tail and everything that's big no this is a baby squirrel okay okay right. so anyways so you were screaming because it was going to get you so i screamed so i screamed even louder and were we have like this we have this yeah we have this two level cat scratcher right that's right on the other side of the kitchen inside the living room. Like a, that like the a cats, tower. Like a tower. It's not the tower. It's just like a little two-level one that has the cardboard scratcher things on it, right? Okay. So I fall backwards into the side of our like fa- like door facing in between the kitchen and living room. And I proceed to fall onto Cat Scratcher and make it explode 
which just passed it is our vacuum because my wife had just finished vacuuming you know not too long ago so the vacuum cleaner had not been put up so i proceeded to fall onto the cat scratcher which partially broke my fall but the vacuum cleaner broke the rest of my fall oh no (laughs) is the vacuum cleaner now destroyed I actually snapped a big chunk off of it, but was able to fix it. Oh, no. <laughs> the story's not over yet. Though. Hey, we're listening. We're listening. We're waiting for <laughs> so, it. So I'm laying in the floor trying to get up, and my wife goes, hold on, I'm trying to get this expletive squirrel out of our house. <laughs> Just hold on. Just take a break, why don't you, Kyle? <laughs> As she says that, the squirrel came from behind our little pantry-like thing, and ran over her right foot which she then kicked up and hits our window sill in the kitchen as hard as she can and i hear a big crack um she falls down starts crying oh, no. our kid is hysterically laughing at us while we were <laughs> trying to catch the squirrel uh-huh. so i finally get up come to find out she broke two of her toes Oh no. On the windowsill. Oh no. Trying to get the squirrel out. <laughs> we got a little smarter though. We brought uh-huh. the dog inside, locked him in a room, and proceeded to scare the squirrel out the back door of our house <laughs> instead of trying to actually catch it. Wow. But we were both like, like she had to go to convenient care to get her toes looked oh, at. Oh no. <laughs> and I had a horribly sore knee and back the Okay. That's terrible. <laughs> Who knew that a squirrel so, could do this so much damage? Score one squirrel, for the squirrel, zero, yeah. Kyle. So yeah. the moral of this story is: do not own any cats. Because if you didn't have the cats, you wouldn't have had all this happen. No, we love our cats, but man, that's we'll think we'll try to think uh just think harder and not just think about how terrified that mm. poor squirrel must have been oh i could only it imagine then it looks up and it sees one cow- cowboy it? kyle screaming at it I'm, like, I'm hovered over him like going and i go ah and that squirrel what said nope just, what'd you just do with your hands i said Ah! Why, why does it look like you're doing jazz hands? No, it's like a bear. <laughs> I was trying to be like, you know. Oh, oh, okay. Cub Master Bear Kyle. Ah! <laughs> and all oh I my. just beat the <sighs> snot out of all of us. <laughs> well, I'm glad. I'm, I'm for one, I'm glad that you're okay in the midst of the, the squirrel invasion. You know what that reminds me of? You're I hope safe. we still have listeners. Yeah. <laughs> we, we do. Maybe next month. I think they're all gone right now. I think they're. <laughs> it reminds me of the old Ray Stevens song, "The Day the Squirrel Went Berserk," in the First Up Righteous Church. Do y'all remember that song? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I, it reminds I'm going to share of. my one current cat story, and I'll make this no more than a minute. My neighbor <laughs> okay. has a cat, mm-hmm. and the but the cat always ends up in my yard which I don't necessarily have a problem with that. Here's what I have the problem with. The cat turns all of my landscaping in front of my house, which is mulch, into its litter box. Right. Oh. So anytime I'm over there pulling weeds, trimming hedges, it totally is unbearable because it smells like a litter box. Right. Uh So I have recently 
been out there with a water hose and when i see it there i've even watched i've even with my neighbor standing in his front yard watching me squirt the heck out of his cat (laughs) and i have like been daring him to say something because i'm thinking you know it's your cat keep him in your yard but you can't you can't control you can't control well i know you can but i don't want the cat in my yard hey so i i had that issue when we were in oklahoma city with some cats like neighborhood cats getting in and do that same thing right and they they plant their little deposits in there, and then they smell. Like that. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like a um, landscaping and, litter bank. Yeah, it and, turns into, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it absolutely does. So, so <laughs> that's really funny, Kyle. Um, one thing I tried that actually worked a little bit is apparently you can use uh, used coffee grounds and put used coffee grounds in your your mulch or whatever, like on top behind your plants. It doesn't hurt the plants, but apparently cats don't like it. And you can go to like Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts, hmm. whatever. Just drive through and say, "Hey, can I get your used coffee grounds?" And they'll give you like a big bag of used coffee grounds. You just do that, and supposedly it helps. Huh. So you might try that. And cayenne pepper, supposedly, like you know, you get it like Sam's Club or something. Get the cayenne yeah. pepper, kind of sprinkle it. Supposedly it helps. I, I know when I was a kid, uh, my dad used to try to keep cats and dogs out of the garbage hmm. outside, and uh, he would pour ammonia on top of it mm-hmm. from time to time and that would keep animals away and people yeah i guess it would <laughs> all right gentlemen it is uh nearly time for us to come to a close uh jared any final words before we go today well i just thought our interview with uh coach wright was really interesting and uh you know i've not gotten to know him really well but i think that uh it's always great to hear someone else uh running through the same issues and how they work through them you know talking about leadership and uh, recruiting and those things uh it was just really fascinating i thought he's a really great interview mm-hmm. and thank him very much for coming on and thank you sean and clint powell for those of you who don't know clint powell he helped coordinate some of that interview so thank you clint i'm sure he's not listening right now but sean you'll have to tell him how much we appreciate it and shout out to uh, several of his podcasts too like during the break mm-hmm. and then the day fire podcast that he does um both two great podcasts if you're looking for something else to listen to those Local. Two you should yep. definitely check out. Yep, local. Come, Master Kyle, any final words before we go, sir? I'm just super excited about the next few months. You know, I talked about it in our first break, but lots of cool things coming up, like our uh, hiking days at three different locations, our fishing derby that we're doing with our Cub Scouts at Camp Jordan. You got Cub and Family that's um, Adam's Family theme that's going on the last two weekends in October. And it's Moon Pie season and recruitment season. So all kinds of stuff going on. If you want to keep up to date with everything that the council's doing, make sure that you like the Cherokee Area Council Facebook page and check out CherokeeAreaBSA.com. All right. Sounds great. Well, with that said, that's going to do, to do it for this edition of Scout on Chattanooga. Go to the Scout on Chattanooga Facebook page for any suggestions, comments about today's podcast. Or to submit your squirrel terror stories yeah. if you have any. Oh, it's just Kyle? Okay. No, that's fine. We can... We can share. We can hear any kind of crazy stories it's like that. It's going to be Kyle calling in. <laughs> Kyle calling in. I've got another. <laughs> we encourage Sorry, you to click Sean. on the subscribe button at your favorite podcast platform for all future podcasts. For Jared Pickens, Cub Master Kyle, I'm Sean Whitfield, and thank you for listening. This has been another episode of Scout on Chattanooga, presented by the Cherokee Area Council BSA. To learn more about scouting in the Tennessee Valley, join a unit, or donate and become a friend of scouting, visit CherokeeAreaBSA.org. 
And be sure to join us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And use the hashtag TNGA Scouts to stay up to date with the youth leaders in our area. 